welcome to another exciting episode of Token Token Podcast. I'm your host and sometimes referee, the guy who ate his breakfast this morning, Zach Stad Pearson. And today I'm joined by the six foot three Wakandan ambassador to the United States military. You know him, you love him, one of our longtime members, Romulus Slayer of Goths. Oh yeah, I'd be fishing in Final Fantasy, level 27, fisher. <laughs> Uh, 14 is disturbingly popular. That's why the servers are crashing for a whole month. I hated my life having a 2000 Q line. Damn. I didn't even know it could get that high. 2000? Yes, at highs it was 4000. Jesus fucking Christ. Moving on, and of course our newest member, you may remember him from such life stories as the epic conclusion of last year's Streets of Rage craziness. He who is six foot four or five, I can't remember. All I know is I get a neck cramp when I look at him. A one chaotic hammer. Greetings and solutions. Six foot four, by the way. Oh, nice. What you having for breakfast? Uh, sausage omelet, toast, potatoes. Ah, the classic intercontinental. Okay. Uh, Romulus, you might want to go to push to talk. Understandable. <laughs> and of course, possibly one of our smartest members, if not financially smartest members, he who guards the North in Alaska, literally. You know him, you love him, and he loves the Witcher, the five foot eight wonder himself, King. I hate that you actually know my height, but also season two Witcher is garbage. Damn. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, first and foremost, uh, I'm going to write them as I go because, well, we're pretty much doing this uh, free ball style. Just so everyone is clear, the topics for this are pretty uh, simple. And I'm reiterating them primarily just because, well, we have an audience who's going to be listening to this or watching this, depending on where they do it. Number one is why the name change slash rebranding. As if it wasn't obvious why. I just want to apologize to the audience now for whatever they're going to listen to in the next hour. Well, you wouldn't have that problem if you just ate this morning. Anyways. I ate! I ate. <laughs> I've been eating! I'm saving for my big brunch! Just make sure you add calcium supplements. Anyways, the second topic is... What was the highlight of your last year? It doesn't have to be something in particular funny. It could be a funny moment, or it could just be, I bought a house, you know, whatever suits you. Number three is games you're looking forward to and why. Number four, Marvel shit, because I want to talk about X-Men because Marvel's casting for X-Men movies. Or we could just talk about Doctor Strange. And finally, I don't care. Meaning, I don't care what else we're fucking talking about. I'm just trying to get to my 40 minute mark. Gotta hit that YouTube algorithm numbers. Oh no, if I wanted to do that, shit wouldn't be past 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is... YouTube is literally the worst thing and the best thing to happen to you any YouTuber. And I'm not talking about the professional ones. I'm talking about in general. The best and worst thing about YouTube is YouTube. 
and there are the topics in the texting page. Alrighty then, let's get into it. Well, first and foremost, the primary reason we're having a name change is, I hate to say it, it's a bit of a boring reason. And the reason is because, I don't know if you guys remember, but for some reason we had a snowball of a wave of like interest in us in October. No, I don't mean on the YouTube channel, Spotify side of things. So five different companies tried to hit me up. I'm sorry, did hit me up about joining their network of podcasters or network of online based entertainers. Um, I really only chose two. And the second was on almost like a technicality. Uh, I chose Podmatch because literally the CEO of the company sought me out. Like we had an email conversation and everything. Guy by the name of Alex Sanfilippo. Shout outs to him, by the way. He, he made a smart company. And I chose Verbal. Now, I don't have a particular reason why I chose either of them other than I like how they're set up. Verbal annoys me a little bit, but... At the end of the day, they do a lot of the work for you when it comes to creating your own podcaster page. Podmatch, it makes it easier to find like-minded people and unlike-minded people to talk to about whatever topics they like or whatever topics I like. Podmatch is literally, here's a podcaster, here's their subject matter. Here's someone we think will match with you based on your talking points. And then here's our entire collective and our index do you want to talk to anybody here? You can get a hold of their agent, their manager, or them directly, or they may have forgot they even have a Podmatch account and you can leave a message and they won't say shit until like maybe a year later. That makes it easier for me to do interviews because one of the biggest issues I run into with interviews isn't that I can't find people. It's that I fucking legitimately... I legitimately... didn't understand why people decided that if they saw the name token games podcast they automatically assume i want to talk to them about fucking video games like listen listen it's a podcast we aren't playing games on a podcast people can't see us gaming it's a talk show so that was one of the reasons because I wasn't getting told no because they don't like me. They have a problem with me or the show. There were people who would just see the name and say, oh, well, fuck it. I have nothing to do with that. But you seem nice. Have a nice day. And I forgot to put my phone on silent and or vibrate. Sorry. But that's one of the primary reasons why, because I need to know or find out how much easier or harder it's going to be to start booking people when it comes to the interview things, because one of the things I always wanted to do more of was interview. And it wasn't based on if they were around video games. The last time we interviewed somebody was August. And it was a dude going for a master's degree in psychology. And he's a avid video gamer. And I want to talk to him about the effects of long exposure to virtual reality uh, gaming or virtual reality worlds in general on the human mind, a young and old first timer or veterans of VR. And he, and it was a good conversation. 
But booking somebody like that has been extremely hard. And it's not because they don't like me. It's either A, they're not checking their fucking messages, even though they say they check their messages, or B, they see that word games and they think, oh, well, I'm out. I don't play this. Now, I know I had the option to do it a long time ago, as well as change the YouTube channel. But here's the thing people don't remember. Uh, I only told, I think, Romulus this once, damn near six years ago. So that's how you know it was a long time ago. But we were never the only token podcast or token games podcast. There's actually two different South American podcasts uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, producers for online entertainment and media. There's token podcast, which is Brazilian. And there's token games podcast, which I believe is either Colombian or some other Spanish speaking country, which is strange because it's their name. Their names are in English. They don't speak English. Everything they write is in Spanish, but they chose English names. So I was avoiding possible label confusions. But now that we're, I guess, for lack of a better term, more established, I guess that would be the word you would want to use. Now that we're more established and I have an easier time getting anything done, there's been money invested in the better equipment and software and all this shit. We actually have a permanent license to our video editing software. I don't know if I ever mentioned that at all, but I have officially found a way to come off of the Adobe dick. Adobe is no longer getting sucked off by my wallet. Fuck you, Adobe. You used to be cool, but you got greedy. But I guess you could say that about any billion dollar corporation damn near. But yes, I have found a way to still utilize Photoshop programs, not made by Adobe, image manipulation programs, illustration programs, video editing pro programs, compositing programs, literally not made by Adobe. And the best part about it, the license are permanent. So that means 20 years down the line, we still gonna be good. However, if I do renew a license just to get some new and modern updates, I only got to pay like half the fucking price and not saying you guys have to, but as if as little as three people divided it up the price for getting the video editing uh, software, that's like barely $30 a person. So that's the primary reason why we did the rebranding. Now, before I get into topic two, does, does anybody have any questions? Fantastic. All right. So, uh, highlights of last year. I'm going to let you go first because you technically the new guy. And also, I'm going by order of height. Uh, what was the highlight for you last year, Hammer? Bruh, why you got to do me like this? Uh, I can't help it. I, I mean, you could, but that's another story entirely. Boy, we going back to the breakfast thing again? No, I was going to say calcium supplements, actually. I was off the breakfast thing. Anywho, uh, I let it last year. Definitely have uh, pulled ahead more professionally at my job. Uh, good promotions lined up. Uh, realized that I solidified a lot more friendships with people that I had existing friendships with. Uh, they're closer people. Uh, me and the missus were deciding to uh, move things along in positive, happy directions. And 
just started getting into realizing I enjoy true crime more than I probably should. <laughs> oh, man, I am resisting a pun so hard right now. Try me. Do it. Do it. It would take Do up it. too much time, but I'll give Do you it. both a link Do to a Saturday... It. Shut up. I'll give you both a link to a Saturday Night Live skit that you're probably going to find hilarious. Oh, fantastic. Okay, is, is that all your highlights? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, not well, much. Not much else happened out there. Well, as someone who's known you since high school and uh, didn't watch you, but have heard the chaos that is your life back in the day, I am nothing but happy for you. And like many people, I'm a firm believer in how someone is as a child does not reflect how they're going to be for the rest of their life and also how they are in high school it's not a reflection of how they're going to be for the rest of their life outside of high school so i have nothing but respect for you and i'm glad you're in a better state bro i deeply appreciate that thank you yeah um all right uh romulus highlights besides realizing you only got a few months left in the military that is a good highlight Thank you yeah, for pointing that out. I'm yeah, stoked. But, uh, yeah, first highlight, getting a PS5 after, holy shit, with fucking, with the mounds of out-of-stock listings, scalpers, and just all that shit that I had to deal with for forever, trying to get this thing. Um, my shiny Juratina in pokemon brilliant diamond thank you thank you i hold your applauses i know you don't care um let's see shiny hmm? it's shiny hell yeah you know that's pretty dope took me about three months to catch him but i did it right at the, towards the end of december so it still counts let's see where else <clears throat> I comfortably got back into Final Fantasy, got my grind on, about to go into post-game for Stormblood. Hmm, let's see what else, huh? Just building my relationship with my girlfriend more. We'll have fucking a very interesting life going forward. What he's trying to say is, he's dating a goth, and she has Tiggo bitties. Let's say she out of that phase of her life, but she does have some knife track. But anyway, <laughs> what else? Um, I picked up um, I picked up three Mighty Morphin Power Rangers helmets, and I got a morpher for fucking Kimberly Lord Zed coming out this year. Stoked about that too. Yeah, that was pretty much my highlight for this year, bro. Of last year, just coming with the conclusion that my military life is about to be over with. The irony, the mm -hmm. irony, and just all the stuff that was blessed to pick up within the time frame I was given. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay, well. Um, I don't know what you're going to do for college or career when you get out, but like I said, depending on your zip code, uh, 
I got like two jobs you can do that can make you a very rich man with very little effort on your part. So you can go ahead and snag up that ring as soon as you want to. Um, but we'll talk about those jobs later. Um, all right. So my turn. Uh, I became a pun god, which I know that's not saying much. That's like saying, hey, the sky is blue, motherfucker. But let me explain what I mean. I learned two new techniques that I didn't realize once I learned made me a fucking grandmaster. The primary one being making people laugh at the thing that they're most insecure about and not getting mad at me when I make them laugh about it. And the second one was referencing music in basic conversations, in dumbass voices. Everyone used to hate that. My friends would literally tell me, bro, if you don't stop doing that, I'm literally going to not be your friends, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? I figured out how to finally make that shit funny without any ramifications. For example, Romulus, you're about to get out of the military, right? Yes. Now, let me ask you something. Does it ever make you sad to know you started seven summers ago? Yes. Okay. However, because I know you don't know shit about anything involving country folk, unless it's, do I need to beat their ass for being racist or not? Which that's pretty much all you need to know nine times out of 10 when you live above the Mason Dixon line. I was doing slash referencing a fucking song just now. Anyways, yeah, that's more of a highlight for me. No one else cares but me type of thing. On to the very interesting shit. I am one of the few people on this earth who survived a temperature of over 100 degrees for five minutes. Yes, I did bring it up in the pod. I know, right? I brought it up in a podcast special. Romulus, you weren't there, um, but it is a, it is up. Uh, I had a fl- temperature that fluctuated between 105 and 108 degrees. It only takes getting to 100 degrees for your brain to start cooking inside of your fucking skull. And not only am I alive, I have no fucking brain damage. Brain damage is the fun part. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is not a pleasant experience to go through a temperature of 100. Yeah, and I was at 105 and 108, and I was going in a roller coaster. I would be 98, 99, then 105, 108. Uh, one of the primary reasons, and I want—I know they get a bad rap because, well, apparently they used to be a ghetto fabulous hospital, but I actually live in walking distance from a hospital, which in a pandemic, it's a curse. When it's not a pandemic, or at least there's a vaccine, it's a blessing. And I think that may be one of the main reasons why I fucking made it out this bitch. I was in the ER trying to sign up. I hit the ground and I couldn't get up. I just remember waking up in a bed once I got there and hit the ground. Like, I don't even remember the pain of hitting the ground. I just remember falling backwards and then what the fuck? Who the fuck stabbed me with an IV? Blacking out is a very weird, uncomfortable experience because you don't fucking know what happened afterwards. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't have even had to exhaust myself if there wasn't a literal prostitute in the giant park I was walking across. Because if you guys can Google it, um, Marquette Park, uh, the east, no, the west side of Marquette Park 
has a giant um, church next to it and a hospital right on the corner. So I cut through the forest park, uh, the forest part of the park, and instead of going walking all the way around the side of the street. But there was a hole there, and I told him, hey, listen, I think I'm feeling really sick. I know I don't have COVID, but I'm feeling really sick. I'm going to the hospital. And this prostitute was like, well, just give me five minutes. I was like, yo, why are you coming towards me? I'm not doing nothing. I'm not okay right now. And also, I don't think I have it in me to fuck a prostitute in a public place. That's never been on my bucket list of things to do. And she starts trying to spit game. So I said, fuck it. And I hoofed it. Obviously, you don't hoof it when your body is this hurting. But I felt like I didn't have a choice. So I ran across there. And that probably what led to me getting hyper exhausted that fast. Because like I said, if you walk fast enough, it's like a 20 minute walk, 18 minute walk from my place to the hospital. I live so close. The gas station where they gas up all the ambulance trucks is is the place I, I randomly get junk food. So, um, if you guys want to link to that, who weren't there, I'll give it to you. Uh, I believe chaotic. You may have already heard it, but yeah, it's on Spotify and all that jazz. It was a very weird story because so many things happened that were not supposed to happen. Um, another highlight just to piggyback off a uh, hill. I got a PS five and I didn't pay a scalper price for it. Uh, also, yeah, um, I had five holes in my stomach at one point. And I don't mean on the inside, I mean on the outside, the torso area. They stuck five holes in me and I pretty much had to be a living pincushion after the, um, they did some emergency shit for me when I uh, got back from the hospital. I was, I have legit five holes in me. And if I sneeze too hard sometimes, I, I could squeeze like random juices out of my torso. But surviving all that, that's my true highlight. And let's see, what's a final good one or a decent one? Technically, it started last year, but it leaks into this year. Uh, I believe I passed my counterintelligence test for the military because, you know, hey, I'm not homeless, but hey, I don't live with my mommy and my daddy. In fact, my dad's been dead for some time. Um, I probably, I'm probably going back in cause I got to stay afloat. The irony being that now these jobs that can get you six figures in under a year, I can't even fucking do, but you know, I can reference people to the jobs and if they do well, or if they don't quit and which they probably won't, cause you can set your own hours. You don't even got to work a full week and still make 70 to a hundred thousand a fucking year. Um, I'm just getting my friends money because I know they hurting and then they don't live, even if they don't live in the same state as me mentally or physically and I'm happy for them and I'm going to just try to do this small little four year contract with the Navy because I ain't fucking with the army. As Romulus can tell you, the biggest problem in the army isn't actually administration. It's idiots who run the administration. You Pity have, leadership. Yeah. You all day. Have the smartest, every day. You can have the smartest, most nicest platoon sergeant, your direct boss. But if everyone above him is a lazy ass idiot who's just trying to retire or collect a check, everything below them gets fucked. And the higher up you are, the more people you can fuck over. So uh, you looked at the uh, Coast Guard at all? Oh, yeah. Coast Guard don't want me. I was uh, looking to them back in like 2015. Yeah, no, I heard they were like a really good gig. 
they are because you can get away with not doing a lot of shit but um <clears throat> I, I, i'm shooting for the navy and they their tests are a little bit different they don't go by your asvab number they go by your direct scores in every single category, which is annoying. And I might have passed for counterintelligence. It's hard to tell because they don't score the same way. Uh, but even if they don't, dude, I'm getting whatever job I can fucking get that's got a bonus. I know I'm not stupid, but I, I need to rush the fuck out of here because, well, as the more time passes, the more respect I'm losing for my landlord. Oh, and he decided to jack up the price despite it taking him literal years to get things fixed around the apartment. And so, yeah, you know, some people only want to think about themselves in a the crisis. That's how that shit works. Uh, and even though I could do things about it legally, do I have the money for it? No. And one of the biggest highlights in Romulus, you know, if you want to join us, you ain't got to do nothing but say the word or when you get out, and you want to join us, you ain't got to do nothing to say the word. Um, I am four months ahead of where I thought I'd be on my my independent game being developed. Which is crazy because three people on the project died. Two from COVID. One, unfortunately, just due to not taking care of his own hygiene. I'm not even fucking with you. He got an gum infection and it killed him. But yeah, my game is, I, I have an alpha build. I can play it whenever I want to, but it's an alpha build, so there's not much to do. And this year is supposed to be pretty, pretty much nothing but getting combat animations and creating team attacks and the equipment I need for that, which luckily isn't much, but damn, is it expensive. And it's crazy to think about because if you stop and think about where I started, the pandemic had kicked my ass. My last investor, when I helped him get a shit ton of money, ran off and burnt it up and then tried to leave me with a bill like I wasn't going to fucking bring the law down on his ass. And in less than 12 months, I went from having a company to that I commissioned that could barely even speak, had English speaking people firing their ass and losing three people to being almost four whole months ahead of schedule and having an alpha build already. I'm at the point where I'm not even designing new items and new weapons and new characters. I'm at the point where I'm picking voices for these characters to come to life. I'm at the point where I'm getting to decide how the combat looks, bro. And that's in under 12 months. Because remember, I started in like August. It is fucking... I still sometimes am humbled and blown away because I think, I don't know which one of my friends said this to me, but it might've been a uh, Jeremy, who's also one of my investors, one of my oldest friends. And he's a senior coder and I've known him since before I was a grown man. He was like, I don't think you realize, even though you're on LinkedIn and I've seen your resume, I don't think you realize how much shit you've actually got done or how many hands, how many pots your hand has been in and you did okay in, or you do well in. And he was right. I don't. I grew up with parents that basically told me, you don't just get a job because you like a job. Because you get a job and you like a job, that does not guarantee you're gonna be able to keep that job. You could be the best employee ever and the business can still go out of business. You need to learn skills that are gonna help you live as an adult. And the conversation was spurred by me being confused why my dad had so many random exotic jobs. Shit you not, my dad has been 
a Greyhound driver. But before that, at some point in time in his life, and uh, after he got out the military, he was an assistant to a jail warden, of all things. Um, He was also a tour bus driver for uh, the Jackson 5 at one point and various other random famous peepers, people. He would be an on-call, backup, or emergency tour driver. He had to literally learn the nation, the nation's roads, before the internet. I didn't, I never thought my dad was stupid. I, I knew he was a little bit gullible around women that he trusted too much, aka his ex-wife. But not, you know, my mom, because, well, I mean, if my mom cheated, at least at a bare minimum, she would feel bad about it. We already did that story a long time ago. I'm the last nine kids for a reason. Um, which apparently I've learned that 90% of my friends didn't know. So, yeah, there's your fun fact for today. Um, so when he told me that, I was like, okay, I get it. And my mom, on the other hand, my mom is the type that when she gets a job, she wants to build a career. So even if the job is going, she can do it somewhere else and not just maintain some status quo. Like a waiter, oh, a restaurant can close, but I can go to another, but I can go to another restaurant and get a job. Yeah, but being a waiter and just being a waiter doesn't mean that you're going to strive to be a supervisor, strive to be a manager. My mom would teach me, try to go forward when you can and where you can. And if you don't feel like you can, you don't just quit and leave because getting a higher paying job that where you do the same thing doesn't mean that you're going to automatically be eligible for a supervisor role or a managerial role, especially if they see you job hopping all the time. If you build a career, whether it's with a degree or without a degree, you need to make sure you don't burn fucking bridges. And I think the main reason I've been able to get as many investors as I have, mind you, I'm always looking for more, is because I've been building bridges and not burning them down. Or even if it's someone I haven't seen in forever, they remember enough about me to know that I'm not going to treat them like a disrespectful prick or when I'm around them or what they see, I don't think about myself. Because I can tell you right now, technically, technically, Jeremy has seen me the most out of anyone who's ever been on this podcast, but Hammer and Decap have technically known me the most, but we physically are in the same place the least amount of time. But they can still tell you some of the same things. I am not inherently a selfish fucking prick. And I guess because I'm the opposite of the Kardashians and by extension, Kanye, you know, even if I don't, I'm not into the same shit as you, it's easier for me to get along. Cause I can tell you right now, I have friends that are devoutly religious and I have friends that are fucking blatant atheists. But if I see my friends who are religious, given anybody who's not like them shit, LGBT, a different ethnicity or an atheist, I'm going to shut them down. I don't play favorites in that sense because to me that's backstabbing and if people think you are an inherent backstabber it doesn't matter if they're your friends or they're your enemies or they're your family there's going to be a level of respect they will never give you or trust they will never give you and don't get me wrong I don't need everyone in the world to trust me I like having friends that respect me and I don't want to look like I'm playing favorites there's a word for that. And it makes you one of the most dangerous humans around. It's called hypergamist. You can look it up. I shit you not. It basically means you're a human opportunist. Oh, you're my friend right now until I can get what I want from you. Then fuck you. I don't need you. I don't like being or even being associated with those types of people. So the best thing I can do is what I've been doing, which is, I guess, on some level, staying humble and still being a funny jackass. 
and I've yet to have anybody truly come to me. Most of my enemies hate me because they were insecure. They were doing some fucked up shit and they thought I would tolerate them. Like, I think I mentioned it before Hammer and DiCaprio got here. There's somebody who's probably getting cut from this group this year because I'm pretty sure they're either sexist or they're racist. And I and they used to take me to work sometimes in a carpool. And they've been to some of my birthday events. I don't give a shit. I am not a backstabber and I will not be uh, conflated to be one. But yeah, um... That's pretty much all my highlights. Oh, and I got into the audio game. What I mean by that is I actually understand audio systems now to the point where I actually invested, for lack of a better term, not a lot though, into getting a good sound system to go to my TV, which means by extension, my Blu-ray player, my 4K Blu-ray player, and my PlayStation 5, and my Switch, and my laptop, and my TV are capable of uncompressed 5.1 sound. And I didn't even spend like thousands and thousands of dollars. Go me. All right, I've taken up enough time. Uh, go ahead, King. Um, yes, I mean, this This past year was an interesting year. Um, For me, it was the first year that like, you know, I kind of been through an entire year up here in Alaska. So that had its own things to it because I got up here July of 22. Yeah. Um, and there's just been a lot of things that happened this year, this past year. I mean, I turned 25, so the usual 25 things happened. Everything hurts. Waking up is miserable. And I get to see that the future just gets worse from here. Um, in terms of that aspect. But it's also come to a point of just like, you know, growth. Like, I don't refer to, you know, like I am a 20 year old, but like there was the early 20s and there's the now 20s for me in terms of the things I do, the maturity, the professional aspect in life and the things I do. Um, you know, realizing there's a lot more I can do and want to do and what it actually takes to do those things. Versus just, you know, going around being like, oh, I want to do that thing. It sounds cool. I'll get to it eventually, like actually getting and doing the things I want to do, like trying to get a house, um, figuring out how to spend time with my friends and also do well at my job, um, which starting off this year became very demanding of my time out of nowhere. But it was fun. Um... And honestly, I really thoroughly enjoyed getting uh, invited to the stuff with you, Zach. I mean, like, I met you, like, I spent, like, what, two two months or so, maybe, at AIT, kind of, like, chilling with you here and there. And, you know, we talked a few times over the years, and then you just, like, hit me up out of nowhere, like, hey, man, like, you want to do this investment thing that you've been, like, talking about for years? I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm down. You cool. Um. Now you and I are going to, you know talk fair, like pretty regularly like i've had to mute several of uh the group texas messages just because my phone never shuts up anymore <laughs> um and you know getting invited to the podcast being able to do this stuff with you it's been a lot of fun and it's really gotten me thinking about more things i can do because you know the army is as the army is as good as my job is there are some inherent just like this is stupid. This is annoying. And I'm really quite, 
Like, it's got a lot of its benefits, but at the same time, like, you know, there are those inherent issues and it's, you know, questioning, like, is there something more I want to do? Is there more things I want to do that I want to get out and, you know, try my luck at this digital landscape? So, you know, just a lot of good things that, you know, I enjoy in that aspect of just kind of growing up and being an adult. Um, yeah. Uh, not to purposefully interrupt you, but first and foremost, and this goes to you too, Romulus, I can tell you right now, one of the easiest ways to enjoy the longest part of your life, because childhood is so short, but it can ripple damage and bullshit can ripple into your adulthood that one of the easiest ways to enjoy being an adult and this is from the guy who just now started being middle-aged acknowledging your actual issues whether they were caused by someone else or not and then getting help for them and also trying to have an upbeat attitude even if it's you're in a shitty situation or if you just randomly already enjoying your day or nothing's happened if your yesterday suck hey at least you woke up tomorrow Oh, you found out that your daddy gave you an insecurity that may never leave you for life? Hey, talk to a therapist. Learn to mitigate the shit. You do that and you will have such a unique perspective on adulthood that some people may not even get to their 50, if at all. Whoops, I, I put I that will. in the wrong section. <laughs> I was also going to say, hey, we are starting, and speaking of the uh, game, we're also starting to get the 2.0 models back for the playable characters, and I put it in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so um, i'm gonna go and correct that but yeah um continue with your highlights and if not we'll move on to the next uh section that's, that's a lot of my highlights but like i will i will talk about like what you just brought up like i 100 agree with that like i don't have any major outs like major you know issues that uh you know fully impact my life in a way that like I can't do normal life things or you know people are overly concerned about my well-being but like there are just those little things and those little subtleties that like you know being able to identify you know oh I don't really enjoy that I do that or being able to look at yourself from an outside perspective and yeah talking to somebody just about anything mental health wise it's just you know it just helps make you a better person and a lot more grounded and you know it's not fun when you're not realizing you know why do people have an issue with me why do i feel this way all the time like actually being able to sit down and talk about it and um work on those things with someone else who you know is a professional in that field and also just having somebody that like you can just talk to about like a shitty week that like you're literally paying them to be there. <laughs> so they, they have to listen to your your shitty week and stuff. Um, Cause I've been doing that for the, for a couple years now. And you know, there's things you don't know until someone like actually mentioned it to you. So yeah, hundred percent like mental health stuff is always huge. And I don't think anyone should ever feel like ashamed or uncomfortable seeking out that like it should not be something someone gets shamed for like i definitely work with a bunch of like old school people and you know who you know the stereotypical like you know old dude who's just this hardened guy and has the emotional range of a cucumber it's somewhere between mad and happy mad 
Um, you know, Ramos, I'm sure you've seen plenty of that. Zach, I know you've seen plenty of that. Um, and it's just like, they, they don't understand how to validate or understand like people's emotions. It's just, no, you bury that shit down and you grit through it and you get through life. You don't have to do that. Like there's, there's better ways. So I'll get off my soapbox on that one, but yeah, just Zach bringing that up. All right, that's it for you, bro. Can you I, I mean, I, I, I talked about my ear. Like, I had, I enjoyed it. And thank you for inviting me to this stuff. Like, I've, I've had a great yeah, time. Yeah, no with problem. It. And you know, you should, you should never feel like you can't come in anything I'm doing because, as Romulus will tell you, or as he's known, most of the people in here, I probably met at some point in time in the military, or I knew before the military. You're like. Specifically in this group, you're the fourth person from Fort Lee in this group. Oh, I'm sorry for all of you. That place is miserable. Yeah, me and Romulus know we were there. <laughs> and we were there for a holiday vacation. Ah, uh, you guys got fucked. Oh yeah, I remember you did that. Oh yeah, there was like there was a racist down the hall that was getting kicked out of the military. But all the staff went on vacation right before they were finishing kicking him out. So everybody got stuck with him. Oh my God. Holy shit. Well, there's, there's going to be my next episode of life stories. Damn. I just remembered. <laughs> Thank you for, see, this is what I tell people. Like I don't, I, well, I mean, it's pretty much been established. I don't pull life stories out of my ass. They're life stories. They had to have happened, but I don't just remember them in a set order. Something triggers the memory. Thank you for that. Hey, hey, let's remind you of that racist you had to deal with for like an undisclosed number of months. Bro, bro. All happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. Literally one guy, <laughs> one guy. The only reason we stopped him from beating his ass into a wall. And I'm not speaking metaphorically. Beating his I... ass into a wall was because the other people that were pulling him off him was like, hey, hey, he's already being out-processed. He's getting a less than honorable discharge. Don't fight him because he'll just be here longer. Not even joking. That's how we calmed him down. We reminded him he's already getting kicked out. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Harvey. I'm okay. A, yeah, I'm going to post a uh, link on the next topic. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, okay. So next up is games that you're looking forward to. Cause well, if we say movies, it's all going to be Marvel. We all know that's coming for me. Um, I mean, I don't know who played it. I'm going to try to keep me sure. Cause I could talk about them all day and I don't want to hog the gaming topic. Uh, who here knows what dungeon fighter is? It sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, I do. You wanted us to play that online Dungeon Fighter game, and then I played the Dungeon Fighter series beforehand. Okay, well, I'll do y'all some scary numbers real quick. So, Hammer, you do remember it, and I know why you remember it because you and me talked about it in fucking high school. That's how old this fucking game is, right? Yo. Dungeon Fighter was basically the lifeblood of beat em ups for close to over a decade. A full decade or more. People don't realize it, but Dungeon Fighter is actually one of the most played games in the world. 
and it's a 2D beat-em-up. The sprites aren't even 32-bit. They're like all 16-bit. And this old-ass game, which I think came out in 2007, maybe, maybe 2007, this old-ass game has over 100 million concurrent players. Pretty much from the first five years it came out, it was bigger than World of Warcraft. But it wasn't leaving South Korea that much. It wasn't leaving the whole Southeast Asian market, right? So after a few failed attempts, eventually they came over into North America. Now, mind you, most beat-em-up people, they're not playing MMOs. But South Korea has a plethora of 3D and 2D beat-em-up MMOs, and they've been thriving over there forever. If you like Streets of Rage, Double Dragon, Battletoads growing up, you wish you live in South Korea. And DFO's the king of all of them. On some 16-bit shit. But now they've made enough money to where they're actually expanding the franchise into multiple games. Dungeon Fighter Duel, the fighting game. Dungeon Fighter Overkill, a 3D version of the original game that you can still play, by the way. Um, And fucking... What's the last one? Oh yeah, uh, Project Barbecue, which is a brand new MMO being built on the Unreal Engine 4 and I think 5 engine. We don't know when it's coming out, but it's coming out. So, here's the thing. I played their beta. And I fucking loved it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I think I told... Uh, well, I've, I've been saying this for years, but... I guess I never really had a chance to, you know, confirm it, but I don't actually suck at fighting games. I just don't like playing a lot of them because the la there's a lack of evolution in the combat style. But Zix, you didn't play them from title to title. It's like, I watched them on YouTube. We're in the YouTube era. I have friends who do play them from title to title. I stuck with Virtual Fighter, Dead or Alive, Marvel vs. Capcom styles, and Smash Bros., because they didn't feel the same. I could distinctly tell them apart. But on top of that, I like the speed of the gameplay. I'm not a big fan of all the giant technical shit. But I like the speed. Because on some level to me, I get the same high from a fighting game as I do from a strategy game. But I don't live online and in rank matches. And as we all know, online matchmaking is so trash that professional fighters will get the Japanese version of a game and play the Japanese version of the servers because even though they're that far away, they still have better online programming and connectivity. Oh, and there's less rage quitters. But these more recent years, it's Smash Brothers, Dragon Ball, which feels like Marvel because Marvel vs. Capcom 4 was a disappointment. And uh, it's going to be Dungeon Fighter Duel, and I'm going to tell you one specific reason. We've all played Smash Bros. and we all know how the specials work. It's B by itself or B followed by a primary direction. North, South, East, West. Right? All the special moves in this new Dungeon Fighter fighting game from the beta, and they're doing it for the full release, they only work on primary directions. So that means that complicated button commands are finally going the way of the dodo like they should have damn near 10 years ago, if not 20. I'm pretty sure none of you have seen my gameplay footage, but within less than five minutes of practicing with a character, I was doing combos that could take almost half of a life bar 
without, and I stress this, without barely moving my thumb, my thumbs at all. You only really have to use four buttons. The fifth button is a block button, but you could also hold back. They work differently though. And the, uh, and the awaken button is really just a super combo button. Super combo has its own button so that you don't have to worry about an accidental activation. I fucking love it. They didn't put a trading mode in a demo. They were testing out the servers. I want that game. And plus dungeon fighter has never had a game that you had to pay for all the dungeon fighter games in the series have been free. So for all we know, this may be a free fighting game and it might create new fighters because it's so fucking decomplicated. It's still fun. It still takes skill to get good. And I know people hate that, but it is what it is, but it's not hard to get good. There's a difference between you lost because you don't have the skill and you lost because the person you fought is better at predicting you. The second game, I said it last year and I still mean it. Marvel Midnight Suns. Holy shit. I want that so bad. I love XCOM, specifically XCOM 2. It's an action strategy game and you get loaded onto a map and your goal is to basically do whatever task you get and try not to die. Now imagine that with the entire cast of Marvel's catalog, not just, oh, here's another game with the Avengers that no one's going to give a shit about. Their release, Fur Axis, the people that make XCOM one of the most legendary and difficult strategy games in the world is literally, literally making a fucking Marvel game with an original story and it's an RPG and the base cast is cool too. Wolverine, Blade, Doctor Strange, just for starters and like three or four other characters and your own custom character. But there's also team attacks and team special effects. I like having Marvel characters in games, but I don't like when the game is like five hours long. And this game is an RPG. So you really get to know the characters and there's even a hub world where you can modify the characters. So uh, the only way I see this game being terrible is if it has the same payment system as the Avengers game. Oh my God, that game was good for like three hours. But once you get past that third hour, it's just a lesson in wasted potential and futility. And the last game, which I believe it's coming out this year, Sonic Frontiers. And I know what you're about to say. I know this nigga didn't just say he has hope for a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Look, I am cautiously optimistic. Sega is very good at fucking up, but Sega is also very good at fixing their fuck ups sometimes. And I think this is one of those sometimes because the lead of Sonic, which I don't know why he's the lead because he's got more L's and W's stated that we're moving away from trying to saturate the market with a Sonic in some way, shape and form on an annual basis. My next project, I want to try to make something big or I want to give Sonic a giant space he can run around on. And one of the things I've been saying to people on and off, literally since I was like 10, they need to make a game where Sonic has a giant planet he can run around on. They're finally doing it. But as you know, the Sega giveth and the Sega taketh away. I just hope this is a point in time where they're giveting. No, that's probably not a word, but you know what I meant. 
So yeah, that's it for me. Um, uh, Hammer, did you go? Uh, no, but uh, I do have uh, a nice list of six. Looking forward to six games and an honorable mention as well. Later. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I am, despite rumors and such of whatever may have been said, I am looking forward to the Saints Row reboot here. Uh, love the game. Love the premise that it was a GTA clone that didn't take itself seriously. That, you know, yeah, sure, you're like a gun-toting maniac in like a giant open world, but it's hilarious. It's all comedy. Um, another one is they're coming out with a new Evil Dead game that is actually going to be multiplayer and PvP. And you play as uh, characters from out the entire franchise, the movies, the TV series, all of it, which just sounds absolutely maddeningly fun. Uh, there's Nightingale, which is like a, a open world survival sort of game, except it's set in like this storybook fairy style like universe you're stuck in and trying to get out like, you know, basic small enemies to like large giant trolls trying to mess up your day. So that looks fun. Uh, and three that I found out that I did not know were coming out was there's going to be a Starship Troopers game. And uh, it's an RTS, but, you know, if they keep all the weird little propaganda in it, that'll make it even better. Uh, weird West looks just like a dungeon exploring weird uh, supernatural Wild West game, which I can get behind that. Uh, gonna keep my eyes out on a, there's going to be a quiet place game which again didn't know about and as for my honorable mention uh, I'm even going to post this really quick because I I had no idea about this but this is wild it is apparently a game where you play as Jesus Christ himself You apparently play as him from uh, from birth to resurrection, performing miracles, and in the end, you fight Satan in the desert. Is this a comedy game, or do you take it seriously? I I don't know how to take this because it actually it's listed as action adventure simulation, and what the I, fuck does that even mean? E exactly, like you know, that's that's the wild yeah. part about it. Where I'm There's just apparently like, combat. Like, I'm watching the trailer now. Like, oh, yeah, that's the fight against Satan. Like, it's listed as simulation, adventure, indie, action, and casual all at the same time. Ah, uh, yes. Unreal Engine Passion of the Christ 2. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. The, the oh, damn. Their oh, mind bro, that was fucking hilarious. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's just like, I want to see how this game is received. I'm not going to buy it. I'm probably going to watch playthroughs of it. I just find it fascinating that this is being made into a game. Because, you know, it's possible you can take anything and possibly put it into a video game. Whether or not it's good, who knows? But this, that's wild. I just Yo, love how Zach. no matter how much time passes, no matter how much 
proof there is no matter how many people physically go to the location jesus is somehow still caucasian that is hilarious you, you know he's still he's born literally oh, as close as you can get to the center of the world and somehow he's always caucasian <laughs> y'all kill me with that one it's that that's definitely a fantastic little detail and i i now don't know where line. this is gonna go zach i 100 think when you get your computer with some bandwidth and this comes out I will play this and you can we can go through this together, man. I'm a hundred percent on board for you and I to go through this together. Who is this we you speak of? You're joining me for this. I'm not playing shit. I will watch you and make fun of it. That's fine. Like that's what I meant. I'll play it, you watch and just record it and then The amount of people that request me shitting on the game that they're playing is actually getting kinda high. What the fuck is going on with y'all? <laughs> How funny it would be if this is actually like a legitly good game. <laughs> I think it would be more sad because the way this thing looks, if it gets like a hundred percent, it would be a miracle. I had to make that pun, but no, if it gets a hundred percent, it's because some, some Jesus loving person decided that they wanted to get their church together to go and hit the 100% like button. Ain't no way in hell this game. I won't say it won't be fun, but because you can have a fun game that's terrible like you can have a fun movie that's fucking terrible um i refuse hey, to man. believe that this will be a good game hey man i'm at least gonna be happy with the number of white representation in the islamic culture this is supposed to take place in so and i know damn well suntan lotion didn't exist then either so i'm just like, <laughs> for anyone watching this later that was a joke I want to make it very clear that was a joke. No, I'm totally serious. I know suntan lotion didn't exist back then. Oh, sorry about my comment about the white representation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should someone's clarify because anybody will believe anything in a podcast. Dude, sometimes. someone's going to get salty about it. I'm just like, I'm going to clarify now. That was a Bro, joke. I just really, I, I hope, because we don't actually get a lot of hate. And also the hate filter on YouTube is, con you can manipulate it in the good way, not the bad way. You can add words to it. If somebody tries to give me or anybody in this group shit for thinking this game is going to be garbage because it has Jesus in it or reminding people that Jesus isn't Caucasian, I welcome you because I am going to put you on the metaphorical ground with literal history of humanity, not your God, history of humanity. The Fertile Crescent is fertile for a reason. Ugh. Yeah, no, like, it looks like it's exactly what this entire game is. Like, there's a picture of Joseph and one of his other apostles with him in, like, the main thing, and it literally looks like just two chads just hanging out with Jesus. <laughs> two, two chads hanging out with Jesus. There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm just like, you're in a land that literally, they don't, I don't even think they have a word for grass because no one's seen any, but... Somehow, there are just all these Caucasian people running. Okay, I can understand the Egypt stuff because apparently this isn't common knowledge, but uh, North American Caucasians have not, well, because we don't really have middle era or modern era Egyptian history because everyone just goes with ancient Egyptian history. But um, yeah, there's a tonal shift, no pun intended, with Egyptians. Ancient Egyptians, 
they kind of sort of look like Nutella for the most part. Yeah. But so after the giant decline and uh, conquest, and also people not knowing where exactly the borderlines are, that's when you started getting the lighter skin tone mixes. But that's why people also get mad at Hollywood movies where everyone in Egypt is blonde and blue eyed. Like, and then they get mad that the movies can't sound like, bro, you're using Caucasian people for ancient Egypt. They don't show up until much later. Like the last movie they did, they got, they got the dude from a uh, game of Thrones in there. Jamie Lannister playing an Egyptian God. You can't get blonder than that guy. And they also had uh, the one with Angelina Jolie. I'm just like, did nobody pick up a history book? Well, you could always go a little further back. Um, the original Ten Commandments, the former spokesperson of the NRA as Moses. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Uh, so I'll point out that link you sent us for that. Like, the top one sends you to the actual game. And then below it, the other one, there's apparently a moon, moon farming simulator linked for some reason in this. Because whoever made this made it and didn't have a lot of thought put into it. I honestly feel like a part of them is trying to cash in on parents not knowing that they brought a terrible product for their child. Because I don't know about y'all, but I was pretty much raised right in the day when licensed movies, I mean licensed games, started to suck ass. Like literally right when that happened. I was there for it. I almost remember the exact year. If you, if your kids like Power Rangers, you bought them a Power Ranger game. But when you get to Nintendo 64 era, when you get to 1998, we started seeing small chinks in the armor. But then once you get to the Sega era, oh, it was just a trash fire. Now it's, if they don't respect the property and they didn't like the property themselves already, don't fucking do it. Because I don't know if you heard or not, but some of these companies, they put out contracts for people to make games for them, but they have unrealistic expectations and goals. And they want to blame any issues on everybody except their unrealistic expectations and goals. So the game industry as a whole basically, basically said, bro, fuck you. We don't need your money. And even if we did need your money, we still wouldn't take this shit. Um, and one of the first things to go was Power Rangers games, or at least the ones made in North America, they can't get a game made even if they wanted to, because despite Power Rangers being worth and making billions of dollars, as we all know, the people, the, the producers and executive producers don't want to spend more money. In fact, they go out of their way to try to cheat and spend as little as possible, which is really fucked up given how popular Power Rangers has been and the household names it created. They wouldn't even give them money for their own toys that had their face on them. That's how fucked up they were. So, uh, when it comes to wrestling and Marvel games, they try not to do exclusivity contracts anymore, or people pay them for a, an exclusivity contract. But the problem with that is sometimes once the chairman, AKA the investors, the big ones hear about us getting a contract, they will put on unrealistic goals and expectations. That's why Avengers is trash, but Guardians of the Galaxy isn't. Also, I'm kind of curious why we haven't gotten any DLC for Guardians of the Galaxy, as good as that game is. It's way too short. But anyways, 
um, thank you for that hammer. This, I would have never expected some shit like that in a million years. And we both went to a fucking Catholic high school. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I was surprised too. I looked at uh, upcoming releases and there it was. And I, I am not disappointed. I hope this game doesn't disappoint either. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't think either it way disappoint because if it's shit, everyone knew it and they're there for the laughs. And if it's good, everyone's going to be like, you won't believe what's actually a good game. And they're still going to laugh at it. Exactly. You, you can't really lose unless you're like a six-year-old and your mom and dad get you this for Christmas or something. Your parents don't like you and they're only raising you because they'll get in trouble if they put you in an orphanage. Escape while you can. Moving on. Uh, all right, Romulus, what you looking forward to this year? Well, the first thing I'm kind of looking forward to is uh, Legends of RFC. It's coming out next week. You know your boy already hopped in that pre-order wave. I got to play my open-world Pokemon, finally. The game freak, it's been... In 20 years, 26. I don't know, you're one year younger than me. But anyway, yeah, this is going to probably either... This is probably going to have a sonic effect, honestly, with Pokemon. I mean, it's kind of already going through that. But this game in particular will have every YouTube fucking going. Like, Pokemon's had a rough transition to the 3D, depending on if this game rises or flops. Because... We've had half of what they're trying to promote in the wild areas in Sword and Shield with the open Galarian region being able to pick and choose what Pokemon you're going to pick up. And even with their Dynamax raids too. But considering how they're going to commit to a more Monster Hunter World-esque view of this whole area, you go on walking through each part full time. No short routes, no interchanging doorways just to go to black and go to the next thing. Now you go on through that whole walking cycle. And I'm more also curious on the how you can choose between to try to catch or try to battle, the battle animations. And there's still that last trailer I gotta watch so I can fill in the rest of my information. That's one thing. That's one big thing I'm looking forward to. The second big thing I'm looking forward to is like that fucking Pinocchio Bloodborne game. I don't remember what it's called, but if you talking about Bruh, what the fuck did Pinocchio Bloodborne? That's the best. I don't know what the game is called, but if you Google Pinocchio Bloodborne, you will get the game I'm talking about. I gotta... I'm, I'm on it. I'm looking this up right now. Appreciate you. Thank you, because that's just like a giant what the fuck right there. Because it seems like they're taking Pinocchio and he's going through killing all the people who turn him into fucking donkeys and shit. I don't know. I just saw the trailer. It showed the different weapons I'm switching out, See, like in Bloodborne. Holy it was shit. awesome. I thought... Alice the Madness Returns would be the highlight of what the fuckery with, uh, you know, nursery rhymes and old fables and stuff. No, no, you don't take this away from me. When I get my Snow White game with the Huntsman and I can kill people, I'm I'm buying it. I'm still okay, thinking out that Hansel and Gretel had a combat mm -hmm. action movie. I still need to see mm -hmm. that shit. 
All right, I found a trailer for this nonsense. It's called Lies of P. Thank you, thank you. Drop us a link. Uh, there you go. Rise of Pete. Another game I'm stoked to play. Let's see. Another thing I'm waiting for is Elden Ring because I am I can play roguelike games, but because I played Bloodborne the fuck that and I loved it. I played um what's the fucking game called? Covent, yeah. That yeah, that's the one I fucking played where you basically get like the Tokyo Ghoul abilities in a roguelike. I got really far in that game too. I feel like I if I can get far into a game, because Elden Ring seems like it has sure it has like that difficulty setting, but it seems like it has a nice set of abilities to offset what you would do in fucking the classic three souls games where I just fucking get my ass beaten. Everybody online just well just get good. Fucking be patient. No. I went to burn through this game. I don't do combos in Devil May Cry. I set that shit to easy and I mash triangle like my life fucking depends on me. I don't care. Judge me if you want to. But that's how I get through these games. <laughs> you fucking noob dynasty warrior looking ass motherfucker. You goddamn right. Bro, when my mushroom gauge is full, I'm pressing circle. Hard. No one said you had to go to the highest difficulty level, but you could at least come off of auto combo. Bro, that is sad. You too young to act like you got arthritis. Whatever, man. I'll be playing my game. But another game I'm also looking forward to, you already mentioned Sonic Sports Frontier. Is that the game called? I can't think. Yeah, I think it's Sonic Frontier. Yeah, Sonic Frontier is going to stay. I've been waiting for, like, another fucking game that's going to at least revitalize that fucking Sonic Adventure fucking drive. Oh, this thing is going to be so fucking hot. I can't wait. Worst case scenario, like every bad Sonic game, the soundtrack will be better than the game. So either way, we part, we technically don't lose all the time. We get the W for the OST and the game, or we get the W for the OST. <gasps> Hell yes, Sonic 06 trash, but his world is fire. Endless possibilities, amazing. I don't, I don't know what Silver's theme is called. I think it was endless possibilities. Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Um, there was this sick ass cowboy game they showed at the video game trailer or in the video game awards. I cannot think of what it is. Where it's like you're a fucking cowboy and you're fucking vampires up and shit. I cannot think of that game is. I'd have to. Go back in the backlog and post it later. He's got a big ass fist. It's fucking dope. Now, y'all might not be excited as this other game I'm about to mention, but I am. The Borderlands Tiny Tina's Adventure. That shit is gonna be funny as fuck, and I'm hopping on the wave. That was dope. I'd play that. Mm hmm. It's a board game. Made by Tiny, oh, it's not a board game, you know, you know what I'm fucking talking about, but it's a game made by Tiny Tina, and we get to play as the characters Tiny Tina has invented with her crazy ass imagination. I want to play this game. This shit sounds fucking hilarious. 
is by far like a 100 guilty pleasure game of mine so like i'll take anything they ship out And probably this other like weird vampire game they were fucking promoting where you get like different class of vampires and shit. But overall, that's like the things I'm stoked for. Pokemon that's gonna come out next week. Elden Ring that's gonna come out a month later. I don't know when this Pinocchio game is gonna come out. But that one looks pretty sick. I you know, I I just watched the trailer. That looks just absolutely crazy. Yeah, the cowboy game. Fantastic. Alright. Tiny Teens Adventure. Yep. That's all the games I want to play that are coming out. Okay, well, um, because apparently I forgot to do it and then didn't think of it. And no one else is gonna remember it. I'm just gonna put this out here. My honorable mention is a very interesting concept, so to speak. Because few people have ever even remotely tried to evolve the beat em up over the years? Some people just try to maintain its own existence, which, hey, can you blame them? Beat em ups went from being the shit to non existent damn near over the course of transitioning from 2D to 3D. They were like the first people to die, which made no sense. But this one was made by one of the godfathers of, well, just modern action games. And I try not to think about it because I hate that they keep announcing shit almost half a decade before it comes out. One of the games I'm looking forward to the most to the point where I've even teamed up and done videos and talked to on the regular, a content creator on YouTube that specializes damn near exclusively in this franchise, Bayonetta 3. Mm -hmm. Now y'all mad y'all forgot about it. Fucking Bayonetta 3. Bro, we all know how these action games go. You get a couple characters who have extremely, extremely fine-tuned combo systems. They get new weapons that defy the laws of reality or logic or both. Literally flipping the bird to the real world. And they're just a fun time despite them usually being in dangerous world-ending situations. Fighting monsters that would make even the most hardened war criminal shit his pants but with an upbeat at matter and attitude. But this time, not only is that still happening, but we have dimensional warping shit going on. For those who didn't pay attention to the trailer, Bayonetta was surfing on the back of a giant demon shark through a skyscraper that was being tilted by the fabric of reality and twisting. Holy shit. I mean, Casual Tuesday, what are you talking about? Yeah, for her. <laughs> <laughs> but even coming across games that even go to that level are few and far between or at least to that scale so I'm legitimately looking forward to it and there's my honorable mention that being said bring us home king uh, I mean I'm not tracking a whole lot of like new games coming out like I am always excited for uh, you know new installments of Final Fantasy if and when they ever come out uh, you know, definitely the remake, which you brought to me, but I need to get a goddamn PS5 for. Um, I don't really have any specific games, but I did, you know, recently hear about the, uh, the Microsoft picking up Blizzard 
which is super exciting for me because I really enjoy Blizzard games. You know, the few of them that there are. Like, I thoroughly enjoy, you know, StarCraft and Diablo games. Uh, you know, would have liked to have played Warcraft, not World of Warcraft, but like the RTS Warcrafts. Um, but like, the remastered, basically everything I heard from was just absolute garbage. It's like Blizzard's been skipping out on a lot of the things that they should be doing for their titles and stuff that would make their games like really good. Um, especially for the fact they like extend every one of their games they bring out by like two additional years and then still put out shit half the time. Um, like I'm actually really excited for like Microsoft to be picking that up and, uh, to see what comes of that. Like, I don't know if you guys heard anything about that. The uh, Activision uh, buying a Blizzard. Um, you know, I just heard about that Friday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a, uh, a chat that I'm in with some other people, and apparently there's going to be some interesting stuff that goes along with it, like the current Activision CEO sticking on till I think it was... February 2022 to quote unquote secure assets in the future of the company. So I have a feeling he just wants to rake in more sales from Call of Duty. Yeah, no, like super excited about that. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm really not tracking a lot of like upcoming games. Like I'm definitely one of those people. It's like, oh, hey, this thing on YouTube I saw or oh, this game. Um, I really end up being like behind the curve when it comes to a lot of stuff coming out. Like shit, I just paid five bucks a while ago to get Chrono Trigger so I can play that. <laughs> you want to talk about playing old games? First off, I mean, ain't nobody gonna hate on Chrono Trigger. It's fucking Chrono Trigger. Yeah, no, the game's awesome. Like I've seen the speedrun of it, and it was fucking insane. Which is why I'm like, I'm gonna go play this game because it looks super cool. All right, is that it for you? Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy 13 Part 4 would be cool. Fuck you. You're not being serious. You said that just to piss me <laughs> off. I really did, but it worked. So I'm happy. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, just make sure next time you have breakfast so you don't become an agitating little dick. <laughs> All right, so in the Marvel stuff, um, that's right. We're going to power right through. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard or rather if you were made aware, but Marvel's already doing mutant casting. They're hunting like a motherfucker for people. But apparently, they're trying to go slow, which means that, or rather what's being uh, assumed is that they're not trying to start with an already established team. They want to have basically an entire phase that's individual stories of mutant people and of course some Spider-Man shit. And going from there into them becoming a team. I don't think that's going to work for a lot of them. But at the end of the day, fucking, I think that uh, I'm curious just for the big names. We'll just we'll just toss out two. who do you guys think should play Rogue? Wolverine and hmm, well I can't say Stone because ain't nobody can play Stone they have to engineer somebody 
anyone who could do it too old and anyone who who could be who could be close may be too young or an unknown so whoever ends up being storm is going to be the luckiest unknown ever so we'll say who do you think should play rogue who do you think should play wolverine and who do you think should play cyclops i'm curious who y'all think could pull that shit off i got it so i think rogue could 100 be played by uh Zendaya, she's been doing a lot of stuff lately, and no. I mean, she's no, don't fuck yes. around with the shit. Don't fuck around with the shit. Bro, she has like the perfect moodiness that Rogue has. Bro, where is Rogue from? Listen, man, it's the first thing that popped in my head just because of like the pure personality type. Like, I get it, we're color mixing. I you're think she's doing mixing, great. You're color mixing. I am color mixing. Exactly. The irony of that statement aside. God, never have I been. Damn. I mean, everyone complains about Disney whitewashing everything. I'm here. Here, let's sprinkle in some color. And oh wow, no, that's not. That's a terrible idea. God damn it! I can't win. Hey, look, there's a rule of thumb with the X-Men, for no logical reason that we were ever made aware of. There's only one black female and it's Storm on the team. I don't know how it happened, but I accept it. Think about it. All the shit that the mutants have been through, all the X-Men we've seen, name a second black female. Don't worry, I'll wait. Exactly. All right, fine. You can hate, hate on my choice there. I'm also limited on actor names. Um, For Wolverine, I think you could... It would be a very interesting typecasting, but uh, was it Jason Jason Momoa, the dude who played uh, ah, uh, Aquaman ah, in the I recent DC that. stuff? I would fucking watch that. That is weird, but I would watch that. And uh, Cyclops just being uh, the guy who was doing Superman and uh, Witcher. What what's that actor's name? Wasn't he already? What wasn't he already Cyclops? I don't think so. Oh, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Hey, Google. Bill Henry Who Cavill. Who played Cyclops in the X-Men movies? Cyclops was played by James Marsden. James Marsden, okay. I get it, we all look alike, it's cool. Let's see, I wasn't going there, fuck you. I, I could have sworn there was somebody who... I don't know. It's just been a long time, I guess. I mean, G uh, Henry Cavill and Jason Momoa. I think I think I think they fill those roles pretty well. They have range, and I've actually uh, I saw Jason Momoa back when he was doing uh, Stargate Atlantis, and I mean he he can play a broody, um, yeah, he can play a broody, just kind of like ragehead. Because that's pretty much what he did throughout that whole thing. Um, had to change up his uh, facial look a bit, like hair and beard and stuff. Which would be sad, but you know, I think I think he pulled it off. Okay, interesting. What about you, Ryan? Unless you got any good uh, expectations? I don't know, because it's hard. Because I do like the Zendaya pick. But like my mind flips it between how I want Rogue to sound, because I'm used to 
Southern Belle Rogue from the 90s fucking show. And she's like a full, damn near full grown adult. And then X-Men Evolution reprised her back to a teenager. So just like, what rogue are we trying to go for? Are we trying to go for a, hey, sure. How you doing? Have you seen my boy with the cards type B? Or are we going for depressed teenager who can't touch anybody and hasn't felt love their entire life? That's where my mind is flipping. I mean, I just recently saw the X-Men one for the uh, the podcast we did. And I I had never seen the Southern Belle Rogue, and I really enjoyed that. But I did grow up, and in a lot of the films yeah. they've been doing, Rogue has been this very depressed, edgelord female, which is kind of why I brought the whole Zendaya thing. It's just like, everyone's seen her in film recently as this, like, edgelord. I, I honestly think that if they could take it and find a nice middle ground where she acts, you know, very very Southern Belle, very flirty, but it's just like a cover because she is depressed and can't really get close to people. That would actually bring a little more depth to her as an actual character to actually pad her so they don't, you know, you'd actually almost be forced at that point to find a good actress for her. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that was a bit like with the with the uh, the '90s animation with her was like you know she was you know very flirtatious, but like she definitely had a lot of shit going on underneath, and I think she was very well done. Uh, comparing that to any of the installments I've seen with her on the modern TV, like it, yeah, it, it wasn't as apparent. You know, she was just moody and depressed and kind of going through things like. The, the original X-Men trilogy kind of they came out with like she just was kind of there and I don't remember ever really giving two shits about her at any single point like she was by far one of the characters I just kind of looked over yeah okay and... so yeah the, the leading rumor which I think at this point it may barely actually even be a rumor is basically that uh, women have a hard time dealing with Snyder Cause I think uh, the first three X Men it was directed by a Snyder. Hold on, let me check. Hey Google. Never the been on trilogy? the news ever. They never have talked about that endlessly. Brian Singer, not Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Um. So a lot of females in that entire little you know mini trilogy franchise. Yeah. Uh, they were having issues supposedly, and I stress the term supposedly with singer or just the way singer and handled the script and writers and some of the writers too because for lack of a better term every single woman basically had nothing to do or they were there to look sexy except for rogue she had character growth and development but then her character mysteriously disappears Iceman can't stay on screen or be played by the same person consistently and fucking what was it who's the last one uh oh yeah nightcrawler they couldn't get him to come back either so the biggest issue supposedly with the x-men it hasn't been the casting at least with the movies it's been the writers and the director but that doesn't mean that they are inherently assholes however um i think brian singer did get in trouble for something but it was unrelated to x-men so the way i see it we need to establish all these characters with the exception of Wolverine over again because I think anyone can tell you for lack of a better term literally 
they are only going on movies that have little to no comprehension of the characters and even what they do. I'm pretty sure everyone and their mom can bring up how, and, I, and I'm not saying that it is, but how racist it looked when every single character who was important to the X-Men and were extremely powerful and were minorities show up, they die from things that they're not even technically able to die from. I've seen it. I Darwin. It. I've seen it and I acknowledge it and I understand it looks very disrespectful and disgusting on at least three different fronts. But factor this in. We don't know who's to blame for that shit. The director is directing. Directors don't necessarily write everything they direct. Also, what the fuck were the writers doing? Did the writers decide that these minority characters were tokens? Or did they not give a shit about them because they didn't think their abilities were cool? There's a lot of factors, but they fucked up. They made themselves, they put themselves in that we look racist category of things, which, and I'm, I stress this, looking racist is not one-to-one uh, -one with being racist. There are plenty of people who can do something racist on an accident, but this doesn't look like an accident, especially for a hundred million dollar production fucking movie. Bishop has the ability to absorb energy and energy frequencies and amplify them and redirect them. He can also store them. Use them as his own stamina if he has no food. How did he die from an energy attack? And why didn't he have any fucking lines? Literally, the man who's responsible for time travel in X-Men comics dies in a time travel movie from his own mutant ability. Uh, what's the other one? Darwin. I forgot his real name. His body literally creates everything it needs to survive anything. Anything. He is literally unkillable. He is nigh immortal. When he got into a fight with the Hulk, he thought his body would produce something that could, you know, beat the Hulk's ass. But his body gave him the ability to teleport because the safest thing to do when a Hulk is trying to kill you is not be anywhere near it. He can generate gills underwater. He can generate not needing a body temperature if you throw him into space. He can survive on the sun. But in this movie, he gets turned into a statue. Also, he had literally like maybe four lines or four paragraphs worth of lines. Furthermore, every mutant that dies that isn't a bad guy has only been the minority ones. Like I said, it's a bad ish. It is a very, very bad look. And I acknowledge it. But at the same time, sometimes dumb person didn't pay attention and other people didn't question shit. You know? Um, but yeah, to get back on it, uh, I guess I'll go next because I don't know where you guys left off. Um, as far as Rogue... We're just talking about her and how we would see her gameplay, either yeah. as the explorer that we've seen in recent times or the Southern Belle. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Have you seen X-Men Evolution, King? I haven't seen the new, like, anime series that was coming out. I just saw the old one. No, X-Men Evolution came out five years after that show did. 
Oh god, no, I, di I didn't get into those ones because, yeah. They I changed up the know. dynamic. They made all the original cast members students, and Storm and Wolverine were the only grown adults. Oh yeah, I remember seeing. I remember seeing those. Some yeah, it's point. on Disney Plus. It was a very. It was interesting. It wasn't bad. They had good character development, but it also was a show that occasionally would do character-based plots and then have an overarching plot, and then you wouldn't know which one you were dealing with until it's too late. But it didn't suck. Um, I'll give you a small trailer of it, but uh, anyways... Yeah, let me drop this link in real quick. It's in the... Yeah, texting page. Boop. Okay, so as far yeah. as Rogue, it's almost too easy. But the problem is, for me, are we getting a young Rogue or are we getting established Rogue? Because if technically we could do both. We could start off with the Rogue who's a goth emo country girl, which those things exist, but it is a fun dichotomy to talk to them. Because... You keep thinking they're going to say something rude or crude or not be polite. But when you hear that country accent come out of this tongue, come off this tongue that's got like two studs in it, wearing nothing but spikes and shit. It's just a fun dichotomy to watch. But anyways, they could start the actor off as a goth country girl. And over time, she comes out of that phase and turns into... For lack of a better term, Marvel's pinup girl. Because, well, we all know it. It's been acknowledged. But uh, to some degree, Marvel used to market um, their characters in a sexual, in a sexually attractive way. Like, there were even calendars with the characters, like, going to beaches and shit. I'm not even joking. It's like and, everything, though. Sex sells. It always has. It always will. And that's and that's not just, like, for, for men, either. There were ones with, like, dudes on them. And, you know, they came out of that because, one, it was played out. Two, uh, well, it was getting to a point where people were acknowledging it was fucking weird. If your job is to sell me a good story and a good book, um, why are you throwing in TNA? The characters already look pretty. No one's never not, no one's never not said that, but there's a difference between you made a character that is beautiful versus, oh, this character is basically a stripper. Give us money because you like strippers. Big difference. Of course, there's a lot of anime that haven't learned that lesson, but we could be on that shit all day. But I digress. I think hey, hey, we always did a good fan service episode here and there. Like yeah, every so often you throw in a fan service anime. It has its place. Well, I think uh somebody who could play rogue and she got overlooked, or rather, I know she can't be rogue technically because they're using her uh right now. Would have been uh fuck is her name uh Haley steinfeld yeah but as you know they done fucked up not in a bad way but yeah. in a good way Haley steinfeld is currently hawkeye jr i'm calling her that because the fact that marvel didn't make a distinguishing mark a, a way to distinguish between grown adult hawkeye and uh teenage young avenger hawkeye annoys me so i'm calling her Haw hawkeye jr She's playing Hawkeye in, as you know, the um, in uh, the Hawkeye TV show on Disney Plus, but I felt like she could have made a good rogue. Also, people started making Katniss Everdeen jokes about her, and it almost even got into the show. 
I feel no. like she could have been a good rogue. Does she have that country girl look? No, but to be fair, Rogue didn't necessarily have a country girl look. She had a country girl aesthetic. And a job one of your first jobs as an actor is to be able to emulate or copy or mimic an aesthetic. Does she have T? No. Does she have A? No. But she's a good actor. And technically, you don't need T or A to be sexy. Someone or you just have to be visually appealing. Personally, I think she's one of those people that um well, for, for lack of a better term, she can make herself look older than she is because she's only 25, but you the right shadow kind of shadow hit her. She could look like some ambiguous 30-year-old um, or 35-year-old. And also, she's already a natural brunette. So she would really only need a skunk tail in the middle of her head, and she's good. Now, the other person, and this is uh, for the rogue that's going to Start as a kid and transition into adult growing up. I can't stand that I love you and hate you gambit rogue. And <laughs> the next person, and this is grown ass adult rogue. And, and I know this person is too old, but when I say I want her, I mean, subtract 20 years from her or get a lookalike that looks like her, right? Angie Everhart. Now, I know you young bastards might not know who that is, but as you can tell, I'm giving you pictures. You dye Angie Everhart's hair and you subtract 20 years off of her. Don't tell me that can't be rogue. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Bro, I can picture her. 100%. I can picture her saying goodnight, sugar, and a bunch of dudes getting their first boner of their life. I'm pretty sure one of my first boners ever involved Angie Everhart and I'm not saying that in the dirty way I'm saying that in the I acknowledge her beauty way because what well, my body made me do it does she take provocative pictures yes but at least to my knowledge she's not a hoe she was a she's a paid model and she came right around that time when the modeling industry you know they embrace for lack of a better term I think this picture's like the best one because when I saw this my first thought was I know people will think this is the Phoenix, but to me, this kind of feels like she could be a rogue. The best image I can find is this. And I saw this like maybe 10 years ago. Now imagine the middle of her head is all skunk white. I mean, you don't ruin that head of hair. You will for rogue. So like I said, shave 20 years off of Angie Everhart. And there's our adult rogue. Now, Wolverine, look, I know he's already pretty much been considered like the manliest Canadian ever because of the characters he always he always gets stuck playing. But I want to make sure I spell his name right. It's the dude from uh fucking um Okay, Jensen Ackles. He's not that tall, but he's got one of the manliest voices in Hollywood. He's also even played superhero roles before. I don't know who's seen one of their best movies, but the Batman movie Under the Red Hood, he played the Red Hood. And yes, he was on Supernatural. I, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's actually gone out and got a professional cosplay made of the Red Hood and he killed it. Oh, I saw that. But he's got like the right amount because see, he's his face is young-ish, 
but the minute he gets angry, you can see wrinkles and shit, and he got that five o'clock shadow that Wolverine is famous for. He's almost got the same beard pattern that he has. I bet. I bet. I'd be down for that. The downside, though, is, is that I also think he can be a Cyclops. I can't figure it out. He can be a Cyclops because he has that commanding leader voice if he stops getting angry. But also, he's an actual Canadian. So by default, A, I say this man is a legitimately good, has a good shot or could have a good shot at being Wolverine or Cyclops. Because if you just give him a visor, he already had 90% of the hairstyle Cyclops has ever had. He'd also make a good alternate Winter Soldier, but that's neither here nor there. I don't want uh, Mark Hamill's kid to get replaced. Anyways, um, now that's my universal pick for those two. But if we want to get more detailed and uh, grade into it, uh, besides Jensen Ackles being one of those two, I honestly feel... What the fuck? They're making a Supernatural prequel? Oh my God, just... Let it rest, damn it. It, it. it was on for a long time. Let it go. Seriously. Anyways, and why does Jessica Alba keep getting brought up? Oh, apparently he was on the Dark Angel Jessica Alba show a long time ago. Yeah, I don't care. All right, so uh, my secondary pick for um a uh, a good Cyclops... I can't say Chris Evans because Captain America, even though I've been thinking about it for a long time. <gasps> Excuse me. All right. So, um, mind you, he won't be able to grow into the role. So he can only be, he can only be young Cyclops. Timoth Timothy Chalamet. Now, I know some of you may recognize the name or you don't, but if you've seen Dune, the new one, because there's a couple different Dune movies and miniseries and shit. That's this guy. Now, I know what you're thinking. Bitch, that's a gambit. But see, here's the thing. Timothy Chalamet. If you put a visor on him, you can't tell he's a pretty boy. And even though he's 26, he still has that I look like a skinny teenager appearance. Even when he's got his facial hair. I'm going to give you one of the best examples. Look at this image right here of Timothy Chalamet in Dune. Now, imagine he's wearing the Cyclops visor over his face. Now his age is ambiguous, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are my primary picks. Okay, uh, who hasn't gone? Or did you all just, like, talk it out and shit? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We pretty much talked it out. Yeah, he was gone for a minute. Okay, so yeah, those are my picks, but I understand that the way I'm looking at him is very, very unique. But uh, first and foremost, uh, King, you should watch X-Men Evolution just because it has a completely different feel and flavor. Also, a higher quality animation. 
than uh, the old X-Men show. Also, apparently we got some new details on that new X-Men show or the return of the old X-Men show. But we, I don't know if they've shown us how it's going to be animated or not. Wow, this man asked me, did I call him for the podcast? Literally right when I'm wrapping up. That's got to be ironic. As fuck. <laughs> yeah, he ain't getting in. Not because I'm stopping him, but because I'm... Look, it's been two hours. It's been two hours. <laughs> damn near. Fucking damn near. We are at one hour and 45 minutes. So yeah, we blew past that 40 minute mark. But yeah, he'll he'll be in the next episode. Hey, we do these things like 50 some odd times a year. He'll be in some other episodes. Um so that's pretty much everybody for me. Uh as far as that goes, I am I don't know what's going to happen with the new X-Men movies, but I'm glad Marvel's making them because that means they won't suck. Marvel makes like one bad movie per like three years. If I'm counting right, or maybe five years, which is a good streak. If you think about it, yeah. it's not, there's a significantly higher percentage of good movies to like anything that'd be a bad movie. And even exactly. the subpar movies are still, you know, worth the one time watch. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man three is trash. I've been lucky. I'm the person who has never had to watch it. Um, Captain Marvel is the most day movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's, painfully boring Samuel L. Jackson being funny for literally what amounts to two minutes on screen does not make up for the boredom of that movie Coulson couldn't save that movie um and I guess technically technically Eternals was just boring it wasn't bad but it was boring anyways Hey, at least we got to see Thanos' brother, though. Everyone was wondering where he was at this whole time. Um. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys for coming through. Uh, Hammer, officially, welcome to the fold. You've now been a part of every show that we currently have on the uh, channel slash Spotify. And I look forward to any ideas or topics you want to bring up or subject matters you want to discuss. It is an open market. Just contact me however you feel and we can arrange something. As long as we have a minimum of two people, I prefer three. We'll do an episode. So, you know, don't worry if you're the only guy that shows up. If somebody else shows up, uh, you know, three's company too. Shit. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. 